Are the Pelicans championship contenders? Got an awesome show for y'all tonight. We're going to recap media day. Lito, Ross, Steven are in studio. We're going to bring in Schmidt. We're going to bring Jake Madison, Chaz, and Chris Connor to start what is 2022-2023 New Orleans Pelican season. Before we get into that, make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code BOOT. New users, if you use promo code BOOT, you if you bet $5 on any NFL team, you win $200 in free bets using the promo code boot by DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports official sports betting partner of Boot Crew Media and the NFL. Let's get into the show. All right, we're live. Steven, that is it. Steven, your shirt is loud. It's good to Thank see you. you. Thank you. Uh, Ross Tivino, uh, Lito, the God in studio. Uh, Schmidt's going to join here soon. Let's get into it. Um, Ross, I'll start with you first, man. First off, welcome back to the show. You look really comfortable. First off, cheers to the season. Maker's Mark Whiskey here. Let's make sure we uh, nice little cheers to the season. Ross, um, let's go right off the bat. What you, would you think of Zion? Well, he looks good. <sighs> A lot of smiles, which is great. Totally different feeling than, than last media day, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Where things were a little awkward. I, I mean, look, a lot of optimism. And I think <clears throat> that's one of the things I want to sort of talk about today is it is it are we almost too optimistic Ooh. um oh we start already no hold it's, up. Just, it's just hold a up. general question it's just a general <laughs> thing i, I thought it, look this is great I, I as we go through this i want there's a bunch of stuff that i want to say and talk about and everything else but nonetheless zion looks great everyone looks happy everyone at this point is healthy i think kyra and uh it's it's only kyra and, for the most um, part for the larry nance the capturing yes everyone's healthy i mean it's best case scenario entering the season yeah let's talk about health lito um first off always good to see you uh anyway, rocking the rbnr <laughs> shout out uh hold the mayo um let's talk brandon let's talk health first off what do you think of brandon ingram i mean he's got the afro going he looks to be ready to roll and brandon is uh 1970s uh black power right now he's, he's like fucking rocking and rolling i like the vibes man like brandon looked like he was he was home he was he was in front of his team he looked like he he has like his guys ready. Like he's spoke to all his quote unquote soldiers on the team. Um, he looks like the leader, um, and I, I'm I'm just happy to, you know, like Ross said, happy to have a media day. I'm happy to have a media day where there were no surprises. I'm happy to have a media day yes. where there was no news. That's that's the best version of media day to me. No piano gate. I like that. No, that's a good point. Because we usually come into this with drama and all this other bullshit. Steven, you talk about expectations. Um, what are your realistic expectations? I'm hoping, I mean, if we can get home court, well, I mean, top four in the uh, West, that would be lovely. I'm just laughing at your shirt. What's I, I wrong? Just, you don't like it's funny. Applebee's Thrasher <laughs> combination shirt? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me cut you no. Um, look, I, Yeah. First of all, I wanted to touch back on Brandon's hair, a la Coffee Black from Semi-Pro. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> but uh, no, to allude to what Lito said a little bit, it, every, this team is, they're all friends, man. It's awesome. It's awesome to see, and especially now you get to see it. That one picture that they posted of the starting five, yeah, finally getting, like, knowing that we're going to be able to see this night one is just, oh, that made, I know. That made me That's just huge. excited to see that, that, that's huge, and I'm glad you brought that up because I'm, I'm going to get to Ross here in a second. And if you're in the stream right now, make sure you drop your comments. We'll answer all the questions you want. Uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, Ross. 
Um, we talked about continuity and, and th they actually like each other. I mean, express how big is that? Because I feel like we haven't had a team that actually really liked each other. They like each other. Yeah. It, I was just thinking, I mean, we've been following the team for, for a good while before that both involved in, in college athletics, me as a player, you as, as managing, I mean, it, we've been around a decent amount of teams saints. We've gotten real close to even when the saints were winning a lot. I've never seen anything like this, like not at least outwardly, um, just kind of watching what's happened over the last six months. And then obviously carrying into today, i like, it's, it's a genuine appreciation and friendship and enjoyment uh, among these guys being together. Like that makes a huge difference as you go into the, there's going to be some tough times in the season. Like we're not about to rattle off 70 wins. There's right. going to be a few tough gaps in there and being able to, to get through that stuff with people that you actually like people you respect, I think goes a long way, even as professionals. That that was great. As well said, Lito, uh, the question here from um, Tedra, sorry, Tedra, if I'm, I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Uh, they didn't give us, you know, on the uh, NBA, like actual, like official, like training camp roster, it says 284, but Lito, you know, Zion looks really good. I, we don't know the weight. We don't, he hasn't played five on five yet, but Lito coming in, we haven't seen Zion in a long time. Right. What did you think the way he looked? Is he ready to roll? I mean, he looked like, he, he looked like Duke Zion uh, as far as like his build. He looked like he was, <clears throat> you know, he wasn't, uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to guess his weight because I don't care. Um, I just want him to be in shape, which he looks like he is. Um, mm -hmm. It looks like for every pound he loses, the hoop gets bigger. I <laughs> I like, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't have any, it's hard, it's hard to, like with a guy of, with a guy like that, it's hard to comment on what his weight is because I mean he's 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 not like a, a he doesn't have a, a typical build so right. to speak. So I you know what I'm saying and like who cares? Who cares? I, That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just I don't know what he looks like. I don't like, give he a, clearly looked happy, looked healthy, looked right. good. But like, uh, but also at the same time, let's play Carney here. What what do we think he weighed? I mean, what off season? No, no. Like so right, right now? now, like just like just play like carnival worker here. I'm just going slim, a solid 275s, slim. I, I think he's under. I'm sorry, Lee. I think he's under 285. Yeah, I, I would say probably 260, 265 maybe. Wow, you think 260? Okay, okay. Yeah, Ross, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I thought, thought. I mean, I, it's always hard to say, right? Because I'm sitting here thinking about. Saw those biceps. But he's remember, dead. like the peak LeBron thing, boy. where they were saying he was like 265, 270. Mm -hmm. Remember when they were, they were saying LeBron was like mm -hmm. huge? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. These guys look like they're. I don't know. I, I he could he could still be heavier than that. I think, but like it just doesn't matter. He's also a like a muscular ass dude. Yeah. If he, I'm telling you right now, and if he's two sixty five, the thing about him, man, he he again, I don't give a fuck what his weight is, yeah. but he he seems to lose weight just as fast. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. No, I I actually made that point. Um, so let's get to Donald's question here. Uh, Ross, we can we can start with you first. I think I kind of know the answer to this, but uh, Donald asks, who else do you think will get an extension? Um, there's really two that can get extensions, Larry Nance and Jackson Hayes. Do you think, I mean, it seems, it seems like Larry's going to get it. I, I would, I would think Larry before Jackson. Yeah. Um, Do you think they extend Jackson Hayes? I, I don't. <sighs> um, I think money is going to get a little tight here moving mm -hmm. forward. Um, I would expect them to keep Larry around for a lot of the things he did at the end of last year. Versatility, a little bit more veteran leadership. Um, and I think with Zion back, I don't 
Yeah. Uh, the, the answer to your question, Larry. Larry. Uh, you know, Lito, <clears throat> I'm going to get to Steven here in a second. I actually looked back at some Larry Nance highlights today. He was enormous in that Clippers game. Like, without him, I don't think we win, especially with rebounding. He was incredible. Ross can go then, Lito. Yeah, and I know I just wanted to say that too because before we get to, you got to remember too when he got here, he was hurt. Yeah, he talked about like it wasn't like he got here in midseason form. And so what you saw in the playoffs there was a guy that was like still kind of working his way back Mm -hmm. into shape and and everything else. So just keep that in mind. The only thing I okay, I'm gonna give you the positive. Yes, he Larry Nance is a smart basketball player. He 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 can make. An occasional three. Um, he yeah. understands defensive assignments. He knows how to set a pick and, and fucking roll. Like just simple things. Um, the bad is, I mean, he is always hurt. Like this hurt thing That's is not like a, a, a new uh thing. Um, the other side of that is extend Jackson Hayes for what? What are what are we extend? What are, like what is what did he do? Right. No, I I'm with you on that, and I think that. Steven, I mean, I, we're at a point now with Jackson. It's like, it's almost like kind of like an odd man out kind of thing. Uh, where I don't know where you see him, right? Because Trey Murphy's in front of him. Larry Nance is in front of him. Mm-hmm. I almost think Jose Alvarado's in front of him. Is Billy Hernan Gomez in front of him? Like, where do you see Jackson? I mean, Billy Hernan Gomez is the MVP of Europe. Say, the way he's playing I, over in Europe right now, I think he is. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Does Jackson fit? He does, but like you said, it's odd man out. It's not, he's not, if we don't extend him, it's not at a lack of his potential or talent. It's the fact that we have so much more in front of him and so much more that needs to be addressed besides him. Yeah. And, and I don't, and I don't want to cut you off there too. Yeah. Cause I, look, even though I said, Larry, I, I, I don't want to lose the like focus here of like, there's probably a number we extend Jackson at. Yeah. It's well, just no, a fair number. At the end of the day, we're still talking about money here. Right. And that's what I was getting to. It just yeah. depends on, what his market is when there, it comes down gonna, to it. Yeah, well, exactly. So that's the thing. Does he, is somebody going to reach for him? Is somebody just going to take, you know, that jump just because of a pure need at the position, Yeah. which is always a possibility in this league. So you think it's, it's going to come down to that. And it's, is it going to be worth it? To, Cause he's going to be restricted. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's going to be up to us to match the contract. And I don't think that's going to happen because somebody's going to overpay for him. I think for sure. See, because of his potential. But right, like, exactly. You yeah. said his talent. Like, what is his talent? What is his skill? Athleticism. Uh, he br- he brings a bit of an energy. He's got athleticism. He's a big, long guy. He's I think his defense is getting better. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I'm saying, there is the potential there that and he's still young and he's still pretty. Like I, I know we say this all the time, like he's only played, you know, X amount of years. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been that much. But at the same time, when you know, when's it going to catch on? When's it going to go like really click for him? When's that going to be? And I think that he's still at that age where it's like, OK, you know, maybe we will. And like there's a team that's going to need a young guy here, maybe a team that's rebuilding, looking to somebody who can afford to pay him a little bit more and to, yeah. you know, just to yeah. help out. No. And, and listen, uh, but, all, but also at the same time, I mean, Larry Nance, let's look at him. Like you said, he's always hurt. He's also, I mean, not really on the back end of his career, but more towards it than Jackson Hayes is. No. So, yeah. But, so it's just, there are the pros and cons with each of them. Now you have, and again, it, it's, it's all circumstantial at this yeah. point. I mean, it's way too early, but still, yeah. yeah, listen, the, the one point I want to make, and I'm going to get to you, Lito, I see y'all's questions, guys, so keep filling up the comment section questions. I'm going to get to them. Don't worry about it. Um, Lito, he does mention Jackson Hayes. Um, 
we've seen him mature a little bit. He he had a really bad off season last year. He then he had the pandemic, and then I think he might have gotten hurt. Whatever. He admitted today. He said, "I need to get off to a faster start," because he's he's admitted. I mean, Ross, me and you were. I'll never forget that game. But back to back years, he's been off to a very slow start. Lito, do you think that maybe this is his final shot at it? I think that self actualization is the key to life, and. Mm. I feel like <laughs> I feel like if you can't look in the mirror and acknowledge what you haven't done and not take it as people are picking on me and mm-hmm. these are things you need to get better at, then I do believe that you can get better at them. But if you just block the criticism away like people are just hating on you, then that's not real. I I and this is this is my thing with Jackson Hayes. I'm not down on his talent. I truly believe. I think the thing with him, since he started playing so late, as far as basketball goes, I think he is a team or two away from being what he will actually become. Perfect example. I'm going to cut you off JaVale McGee. Perfect example. Well, yes and no. Because JaVale, even though his his offense wasn't there, JaVale got defense very early. Yeah. That's fair. But I think that in time, Jackson will become a guy who you maybe can anchor your defense around. But yes, to answer your question, I, I think that if he if he saw the what he didn't do, or if he finally listened to the coaches and saw paid attention to what he didn't do, yeah, like I, I hope he gets off to. I want him to succeed. I don't want him to fail. Yeah, we all. Yeah, I mean, we all want him to succeed, and we could go on and on. We, hold up, guys. we're gonna go on and on. We gotta get Schmidt doing on Schmidt uh, about to join the show right now. There's Schmidt. How's it going, Schmidt? Good, good. Just shoving my mouth full of food right now, so you're gonna see me chewing. But I'm good. What's happening, fellas? Not much. Uh, are you in trouble? Are you? Where are you? It looks. Like it's a green screen. It's a green screen. Oh, I thought he was in jail. He's like he's in prison or something. I mean, Jesus I didn't know if he's Schmidt, um, Yeah, you know they let me do like the 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 visitation. They let me get a media day, and then I gotta get back to my. Home. Schmidt of uh, in the no pod with uh, Mason Ginsburg. Schmidt, let's get right to it. Let's talk CJ McCollum. Um, you had mentioned uh, you've been tweeting a lot about how how good of a deal it was for CJ McCollum. Can you dive into that a little bit um, and explain, you know, the contract situation and the extension? Yeah, so I think CJ was eligible for a lot more money than people realize. Uh, he signed for two years, sixty-two million. Um, that that annual value easily could have hit 37 38 40 million dollars a year um he easily could have asked for for a max contract you look at when drew holiday was traded to the bucks there was um almost no negotiation drew got like 160 million dollars right off the gate in in a four year extension and that's something cj could have done uh they they they're not dissimilar ages um you know they they have uh similarly productive games even though once an offensively oriented player, one's more defensively oriented player. The fact that the Pelicans didn't hamstring themselves with the number of years here, and the fact that as the cap goes up, the the percent of the cap that this contract occupies decreases. Uh, that's huge, and it and it affords a lot of flexibility moving forward as you get later in the contracts of Zion, and as you get Brandon uh, up for his new next contract that's going to be worth significantly more. So um, good work by the Pelicans to, to secure that. And I don't believe for a second when people are like, oh, well, you know, you, you guys should have uh, not committed to this and saved your cap space for what? 
what what are you saving your cap space for? We've seen when they had $40 million in cap space, no one wanted their money. And now that you have a player uh, of that caliber that you were willing to pay with that cap space, they were willing to pay a 35-year-old Kyle Lowry. They were willing to pay a 36-year-old Chris Paul uh, ungodly amount of money. Uh, I don't see why people should have a problem paying a 31-year-old C.J. McCollum who was uh, a tremendous addition to their team last year. And, and who wants to be here, like has been, you know, been vocal about wanting to be here. And along uh, while, while we're talking about guard, Schmidt, I wanted to get, get your opinion on um, what your kind what you kind of think the, the backcourt is going to look like this year. Obviously, um, you know, CJ handled the ball probably a lot more with the Pelicans than maybe he had in terms of initiating the offense previously with the Trailblazers. What do you see kind of behind him? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, I think it's going to be a battle between Jose and Devante. And I think there are moments and teams that you could play Jose and Devante together, but that's not ideal. You never want to play two guards who are under six, three um, together. You never want. And, and that's the same thing goes with CJ. You don't want to play CJ and Jose too much, even though Jose is a, uh, is a good defensive player. And you certainly don't want to play CJ and Devante. We, we kind of saw that experiment last year. Um, you know, will there be some teams that they might try that out again? Some teams that are trotting out a bunch of small players and you need the, the firepower, you need the threes, maybe. Um, but I think in the going into camp, you look at Jose, you look at Devontae and you and you basically are like, OK, whoever wins this camp battle is going to get all of the minutes to start the year. And then if something changes, we'll, we'll make an adjustment. I don't think there should be a half measure to where Jose is getting seven minutes a game and Devontae is getting 12 minutes a game and neither are really happy about um, the time that they're getting and neither are really allowed to establish a rhythm. I think it should be one or the other, um, a commitment from the get-go and then adjustment uh, going forward if it's not working. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My guy, Shemit the pool shark. I, I got a question for you, man. Did you have any reservations, not as far as like resigning CJ, but did you like, did you have a, uh, a number you thought they would land on? Yes, I did have reservations, actually. Um, I was scared. I was scared that they were going to give him three or four years. I was scared that it would be something, you know, I, I was expecting two years, 70 million. And I would talk myself into that. And that's 35 million a year and 32 million a year is not too far from it. Um, so I can't be I definitely can't be upset that they landed on that. Uh, but yeah, I think if they would have given him three years, then you're getting into um and then you're getting into a little bit troublesome territory because because you have five years of CJ left uh, and you're committed to one style of play, one guard for that amount of time. And I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I think people can say like, oh, well, what's the difference if you're committed to him at 35, then you're committed to him at 36. But I, I think you see with with a lot of NBA players, there is a sudden drop off at some point. And and I just don't want to keep chancing. Uh, and waiting around to see when that happens. So I'm, I'm glad they got it done uh, the way they did, especially with the cap jump coming, even if this means, in, in my opinion, this I think they're set up pretty nicely to if his game starts declining, um, transitioning to, to him coming off the bench in those later, like, last couple of years. So um, I think they're set up really well. That was actually one of my – I had a, I wanted to ask you about that also. Like, I, as far as, like, the decline of his game, because he's not – He's more of a crafty type player. He's more of a skilled player than he uses athleticism. I was going to ask you about maybe coming off the bench, taking a Jamal Crawford type role. 
Yeah, I, I think that is certainly how I envision his career to uh, play out as as he gets older. Um, that being said, he just put up 26, 5 and 5 in his like 20 games as a Pelican, right? Uh, I don't think he's going to necessarily replicate that with Zion in the fold just because of the touches he might get. But I don't think that his productivity and impact is necessarily going to drop anytime soon just because of what you said. He's not, he's not someone that relies um, on athleticism, it's, it's more craft and skill. And so, you know, we're seeing more and more players in this generation play at age 35 at age 34 and still be productive you know um uh, you look at chris paul every single year like when is this guy going to decline and you see the decline happen in like may uh in in april and maybe you know maybe that's something that starts happening with cj and you adjust and 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 uh you know you play some of the younger players in the playoffs if it, if it, if that starts happening frequently but through the regular season i don't see him slowing down anytime soon especially if if you're putting him in a position where he doesn't have to be the engine. He, he, he just plays off of Zion and B.I. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would like to politely disagree. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, think, um, I think his game is going to flourish with Zion. <laughs> I think oh. it's going to be great. I think How are we disagreeing? It's going to be easy. Oh, no, I know. But what I'm saying is, no, what I'm saying is I probably I, I always thought I was hoping for a three year contract. I know this is easy to say with the team option, obviously, in that third year. But I don't think CJ would accept that. But I think it's the, the game is if, if this team can stay healthy, I think the game is going to become easier for CJ. Oh, I mean, yeah. Obviously, I mean, he's, he's going to take less bumps. He's going to be around longer. This is going to extend his career. So I like that. Give him three uh, or four years. Schmidt, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, last thing before we let you go. Um, and I like Chris's comment here. Uh, the dream closing five lineup. And I had mentioned today, uh, I got to ask Willie Green, um, can Zion play at the five for your closing group because of the death lineup? And Willie Green was part of that death lineup, I think, in 2016 when it was uh, – Draymond, KD, the Splash Brothers, and I've, it might have been Harrison Barnes or one of those other guys. Anyways, we talked about this. Could you possibly see Zion playing the five Then maybe like a Trey Murphy, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, uh, CJ McCollum uh, kind of death lineup? Yes and, and no. Um, I don't think he will play the five quote unquote in terms of have the responsibilities of being the low man and ending possessions with a rebound, but will, will he be uh, one of the players in a small ball unit? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's something that's, they're going to go to pretty frequently. I just think that um, Larry's going to get the bulk of those minutes and responsibilities. And if it's not Larry, uh, it's probably going to be Trey or Herb and maybe even Jackson, um, with those low man responsibilities with Zion, his defensive responsibilities, almost always, in my opinion, going to be just the weakest player on the court. And, and, you know, we've seen it with stars um, every year. You just kind of put them in the guy that's in the corner and, and try to keep him out of pick and rolls, try to keep him away from the play. And then if you need to, you switch things. Um, I, I think that's how they're going to approach it. But yeah, I think putting Zion in space with uh, other perimeter players is going to be a frequent feature this season, and I'm I'm very excited to see that. Hey, Shamit, I got one more question for you. Um, I just wanted to ask you, coming off the momentum of last season, how Bi basically ended his season in the playoffs, how he was the leader of the team as far as like the balls in his hands, he got to make the decisions. Coming into this season, do you feel with, with Zion back, 
do you feel like it'll be operated in the same the same manner? Uh, you know, that's tough. I, I think they're going to have to figure it out uh, in terms of who is going to be the person, especially when, when it comes time to close games. And, uh, you know, the first three, three and a half quarters is whatever. You just kind of run your sets. One person gets hot when another person gets hot. Um, you know, you, someone's playing with the second unit, whatever, whatever. But when the game slows down in the last six minutes, who's running the show? Who Who is the one bringing the ball down the court? Who's getting the people into their offense? Um, who's exploring the mismatch? And in a perfect world, it's whoever has the mismatch, right? You know, whether that's, that's Zion, whether that's Brandon, whether that's CJ. But we've seen in the past with those two together, and part of that was just the lack of creation and guard play around them, a lack of offensive talent around them. But we've seen in the past when 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 it got to those uh, clutch time minutes, they faltered because no one knew who, who was going to step up. And it was kind of like, do I do it? Do you do it? And someone's got to take charge uh, in those uh, in those minutes. I think I would prefer it to be Zion-oriented, and that's not uh, a slight against Brandon. I just think that Zion's better at drawing the attention of the defense, and he's so good of a passer that when he draws the attention of the defense, you then you kick it out to Brandon, or then you get Brandon going downhill um, in a situation where he's playing one-on-one rather than he's the person that's taken to um, and, and, and creating something else. So I think Brandon Ingram as the tip of the spear, as, as someone that, that gets to really wreak havoc against the, the offensive attention that Zion and CJ are going to draw, um, that's, a, that's an efficient player that we have yet to see. Mm. And, and I'm pretty excited to see. Love that. Schmidt Dua um, in the no pod. You can follow him at Schmidt Dua on Twitter. I'm sorry, Fear the Brown. I'm calling you Schmidt at Fear the Brown. Uh, on Twitter, Schmidt, thanks for joining the show. We'll catch up with you later. Uh, appreciate you, brother. Jeez. All right, let's get into some comments. Uh, first off, I got to shout out my guy, Jake Hardy. If you're not following Pelicans Report on Instagram, this guy, this kid is incredible. Jake, you're doing awesome. Uh, I do remember all the reports about Zion gaining muscle easily because of the build. Uh, body composition is better, greater than weight. Yes, Ross. Before we get into more comments, yeah, I got to give one shout out. I don't even know the guy's name. Okay. The guy from Saki. The, the guy from Rock and Saki. The bartender. <laughs> but, like, this, this guy is a phenomenal. You like every, him. Every time I go in there, we order from it all the time. I, have, I felt like I had to say it. I just saw him a couple days ago. We, every time we go in there, Shots guy loves the Pelicans, loves the show. Fan, nicest fan the guy pod. loves talking hoops i don't know if you're listening i don't i gotta get the guy's name <laughs> yeah but, we should start with the name but could he bring just, some sake on the show next time i'll ask him please ask him. I'll I'll ask. i want some sake i can do felt like i had to shout that guy i out, like that but. now let's go to some common questions uh sorry uh rock sorry i don't know if I pronounce it uh good evening y'all good evening to you what are y'all looking forward to from this team this year expectations uh steve got his answer already I'll start first. Uh, I think expectations are top four in the West, and I don't think I'm crazy at all. If you keep this team healthy with Zion Williamson, don't give me the look, Lito. If you keep this team healthy with Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and CJ McCollum, they have the best front court in the league. What, Ross? Go ahead. I'm, I'm, look, was I, it's, was it's I before, too crazy for No, that? no, you're not too crazy for it. But it's not that I much have of a, a little jump. bit of a – I have a, it's a huge jump. Hold on, Technically, No, I'm talking about seeding. What were we? What were we? Nine? Ten. Oh, yeah, we were. Ten. That's a big yeah. jump. We're gonna finish over 500 in like. <laughs> That's right. Go ahead, Ross. Like five years. Yeah, 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 dude. Like, 
It's I, look, happening. <laughs> I think I'm super excited about the season. Okay. I'm, I love how excited everyone else is about the season. You go around town, like you run into bartenders, like, like everyone is excited about the Pelicans. That's awesome. I love it. I don't, people talk about the, like, oh, you weren't here when the Pelicans, I don't give a shit about any of that. Like we have more fans now than we had yesterday and we had more yesterday than we had a year ago. That's awesome in and of itself. I'm a little nervous about how, like how good people think we, we should be. Yes. That's the bad part about expectations. Yes. Cause this is a team that like, I mean, we hadn't been over 500. We weren't last year. We weren't the year before. Look, things went great. We got CJ. It's, it's a totally different team. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we're not going to be good. I think we're going to be very good. Mm-hmm. Like there's some, there's some good teams in the West, like some really, really good teams in the West. Yeah. We're one of those. We are one of those. I, I think, I think if I just don't want folks to get like, like if we're the fifth seed, we still had a, fucking good regular season oh of course yeah like I, the sixth seed even like dude Yo. there's some good teams and i just don't want there i don't want that to be like that let down like if we start the season like like seven and six and people are like oh here we go again like don't do that like just that, that's the only thing i don't want to happen like it's gonna be a good team right. willie is a really good coach as i think we have a lot of good players i just don't want this thing to be like if we don't come out the gates just Balls of fire, nine and one. I, I hope there's not that letdown. Like it, it's going to be fine. Like like, not patience in terms of of. Hey, like, you know, if we're not playing well or anything like that, it just just understand that you got to understand. There's some good teams in the West. Like you might not. You could have I'm, a really good season and, and be fifth or sixth. I'm I'm with you. Okay. Uh, Lido Lido is waiting very patiently. I want to get Lido's take and then go Steven. Listen, I, you know I know. We're saying top four, just whatever. I, I feel like you – I'm taking a realistic approach to the season. I think the Pel- – like I've been saying on every podcast we've had, I think the Pelicans will win between 45 and 48 games. I, I feel like when you look at the West, right, when you look at the Western Conference, I think Golden State is going back. You got to – I know we hate them, but you got to say the Lakers, they're going to be better. I don't even know about why. That. Like, why are the Lakers going to be? But better? even for, for, like, like, that, that's fine. Like I think the Clippers are much better, Cl- much more dangerous than the Lakers. Sure, but I'm just saying. I'm just like, okay. I'm just including all the teams. I'm I'm just saying Denver won 48 games with nobody. Right. Right. And the whole team's back. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not. Well, like, the I'm the saying, yeah, that's fair. That's okay. true. The like, whole team's back. You think Dame Minnesota the, just added Rudy Gobert? Basically gave up nothing. You think Dame gonna miss the playoffs? Yes, I think yes. Portland sucks. Yeah, yes. I'm not worried about Portland. I, yes. I don't. I, has I don't Dame think Portland's the playoffs. He will this year. Last, Last year, be, but but I don't. <laughs> but I'm saying he didn't play. But, but he even didn't the play. year that sounds like his problem. But, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying they got Jeremy. They got better. Like bro, they got they got better. Also, we added Zion Loops. Well, this is how true. many teams yep. in the league can say that they added a top ten Look, talent? In the league? Many, how many games just, is he going to play though? No, that's I don't want like every team's going to deal with injury. I don't like absolutely. It's just the point of like I. Just reset expectations a little bit. Cause like I think people are there are new fans out there. There are new fans out there that are expecting us to win the West. Like I, oh, we all know well, that. Like we all know I expect that to win the West. I don't. Not next yeah, year. No, I mean you want to win the West. You <laughs> yeah. want to win the West. I think we need to start with winning the division. Look, that's a good shot. Steven, go ahead. All I'm saying is that it's not that out of the realm to think that we can make such a jump. Look at what Phoenix did a couple years ago with the bubble, where they ended the year, how we ended the year. They added a player. We added a player. And then they're what? I, I just don't think it's out there. 
like it's not that crazy to think. It's how you we started the year garbage, right? How did we finish the year? That's what I'm looking at as on, on where I my expectations should be. Even even without Zion, that team last year, if it was together and played the way that they did at the end of the year, is making the playoffs. Hundred percent past the play in tournament. So that's what I'm saying. We the way where we were and what we have added. I don't think it's to have an expectation of being that fourth seed. It's that crazy. I think that it is very doable, even with Denver getting all these guys back, and even you know with you know the obviously Timberwolves. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a big well, I'm not it's worried big about job. the Timberwolves. You're I'm not worried about the Timberwolves. They're going to be the slowest team win, in the like, league. You're going to have to win 52 or 53 games. All right, sure. Not saying we, we got to get off to the next topic. I, I, we can talk about it all the time, but I wanted to shout this guy, out, Donald Woods. Uh, what is what is this is a good question. What are your still concerns about this team going forward, Lito? I'm gonna start with you first before I answer. The um, bench, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad you said the bench. I'm, I'm gonna let you um, elaborate a little bit. The bench, because the bench right now consists of Trey Murphy, uh, Larry Nance, Jose Alvarado, Devonte Graham, Gary Jackson Temple. Hill. Yes. Still Go ahead. I, I feel like you want this. Go ahead. So I'm gonna get to you. I feel you're really angry. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Gary Temple still have a roster spot? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. I got and I got I got an actual answer today. All right, is that he's going to be somewhat of a player coach. He's okay. going to be somewhat of a cool. Udonis Haslam. I'm not gonna say that. All right, he's going to be That's something fine. like that where he sure put a put a suit on. Sure, yeah. Stop using the roster. Put a, <laughs> put a suit on. We could we could have we could have had. Yo, listen. I the bench. I'm mm-hmm. I'm concerned of the bench. I'm concerned of shit. He's 36. Who's that, so, Garrett Temple? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Put a suit on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here? Hold on. Because part of me agrees with you, but uh, but I, I just want you to answer my answer me this question. How, how important is the 12th guy on the bench? How much does that guy play for every team in the league? Can someone, like, that sure. guy, you have a computer? Zero. How many minutes per game? How many minutes per game does the average 12th man, like, does the, the lowest guy on the, on the team play per game. It's got to be less than a minute. Point got to be less minutes. than a minute. But do you think we're in a position to where we can just sacrifice a bench spot? I think if you have convinced, you're not, you just said you're not sacrificing it. I'm, I mean, I know his importance. I'm just saying though, it's Alito's. I, and ex- look, I'm with you. Like I don't, I thought Garrett Tipple was horrible at the end of last year. I thought every time they put him in, he was horrible. We got, we got not like Tony but if, 17 but if, points. But if, but if <laughs> this time. coach, like Willie, so who is, Willie Green, who has pulled all the right strings, he hasn't though, but he hasn't. He, Tony Snell got in the playoff. He shot. He hit the side of the backboard. We he saw did. that. Tony Snell not the side of the basketball. The, the I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, Accurate I mean, it has pulled all the right strings from a from a uh, like a unity perspective, getting everybody on the same page, all rowing in the same direction. Like, if that guy wants to use the twelfth spot on Willie Green's side, I mean, on uh, whatever. Uh, Garrett Temple, like I'm good with it. So you're signing for Garrett Temple, Lito. Your biggest concern? No, is... I think he sucks, but I'm signing. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, actually, he's just a really nice guy. Uh, he is a great we got to hey. get Jake. We got to get Jake Madison on. We're gonna have All some right. time with Chaz and um, <laughs> some Chaz and Chris Cotter. Before we get Jake's about to join the stream, make sure you like, comment, subscribe to the channel. And also, this is presented to you by Company Burger. Company Burger, the best burger in the city of New Orleans, located 46 Red Street. Let's get Jake Madison on. Nola Jake of Locked On Pels. Jake Madison. What's up, brother? What's going on, you guys? Happy to be here. Good to see you. Um, yeah, long, great, long time. <laughs> great, uh, great interview with Trey Murphy. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you go check it out on uh, Locked On Pels YouTube. 
Uh, Jake, let's get into it. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on Zion and what he looked like today. He, he, he looked good. You know, he just physically, you know, he gets up onto the stage and he looks very different than he did last season. And I think sometimes that's the most important thing. It kind of changes the perception around him. You're not going to hear anyone talk about his weight, make fat jokes or anything like that because he physically just looks the part of an NBA player, clearly looks as good as he has in a New Orleans Pelicans uniform so far. And then he goes up and says, all the right things. What I've been talking about when it comes to him on Locked On Pelicans is I call him Zion 2.0 in a sense because this seems like a, an evolution of him in a certain way. You know, he's taking this more seriously than he ever has before. He said he fell in love with basketball again or he found like the fortitude, resolve fortitude or something. I forget the buzzword right now that he used when it came to basketball and it just seems like things have clicked for him. Working out with a personal trainer, working out with a personal chef and just kind of being that consummate professional you would hope he would be and we forget you know he came into the league at 18 he's only 22 now sometimes it takes a little bit for people to mature and act like they really should but at least he seems to have figured it out right now and look he's got about 42 million dollars in incentive to be that guy in terms of his next contract and the rose rule escalators in there so hopefully it means we just see a real motivated zion williamson this year hey hey jake while we're talking about looks I don't, is that optimism or is that like a just for men? I feel like your beard is less gray than the last time I saw you. <laughs> I think it's more gray good. probably, but no, uh, I don't, it's I don't got know like a little like like about Less stressed about the start of the season or what? You look great. We're just guys in midseason form. <laughs> September. It's a good beard. Midseason last year was a lot of gray given the start <laughs> that they, they got on. I remember someone on Twitter when the Pelicans were in the playoffs were like, oh, it's nice to see you having fun doing your show now. And I was like, <laughs> wait, wait a second. I think that's an insult, but also kind of true. <laughs> Jake, uh, first of all, the last time I saw you, I stepped on your shoes and you bought me a drink. Oh my God. So I just what did he say, have on? Not just he any. On <laughs> he had on the patent. He had that on the patent ones. Like, I, mean, I, I was about to say, Jake's got I some. Saw, the, I tried to wipe it off for him. Like, I'm sorry, Jake. And he bought man. me a drink, though. That was, that was the I mean, wild what part. a guy. It's crazy, <laughs> man. Jake, I had a question, man. I wanted to ask you about your win expectations for this season. It, it's tough to figure out. You know, I, that's kind of one of the burning questions I had going into media day was, you know, what are the Pelicans' own internal expectations for a successful year for a good year? You know, is it just the play-in tournament? Is it top six? Is it top four? You know, is it just – Whatever it might be, right? Because when you look at this team making the playing tournament last year, you kind of expect a little bit of an evolution of that. And so the next step would be top six or better out of the playing tournament. You don't need to worry about that. But then you look at the West. The West is still really strong. Really, really strong. So who is not in the top six in the West? Is Dallas maybe falling back a little bit? Or do they improve enough with a guy like Christian Wood, who I think could be really good for him? So when you... Look at it from that perspective. I think it's tough to try and kind of figure out where they're going to land, what their win total might be. I think Vegas has the number a little bit low. I think they're going to be higher than what they're expected there, which is what, 46 or, or 44 wins. I forget the exact number. I think they're somewhere in that range. That might not mean you're in the top six. Um, I think it could be the play-in tournament. I kind of liked what Garrett Temple said, which was basically just this team needs to reach its full potential. And then whatever happens from that is whatever happens from that, right? Like they don't have a ton of control over the win loss records of all of the other teams 
in the West. But if you do everything you're supposed to do, be a top five offense, which they easily could be, if not the best in the league, can they get close enough to a top 10 defense? If they're capable of reaching all of their full potential, they'll be in good shape in whether that's playing tournament, whether that's top six, top four, it doesn't really matter at that point. They've kind of done all they can. They've taken care of business on their end. And the other stuff is things outside of their control that probably puts them around you know six seven in the west i think is what it could be with if they stay healthy and things break well for them potentially looking at the top four but it's it's really tough to kind of figure out you know how this western conference is going to play out given some of the teams that are there and how competitive it could be hey jake as we talk about win totals and and the team improving in in some regard right whether that's in the hole or the, you know kind of the sum of the parts being in the building today, what was the chatter around, I guess, sort of individual player development over the offseason? Was it, you know, was it stuff like Zion shooting? Was it uh, Herb Jones sort of expanding his offensive repertoire? Was it any, like, what, what do you think that the focus was for kind of that core six, seven, eight guys in terms of offseason development? Where, where were the focuses? Where do you think, like, who do you think outside of, right, like Zion being back healthy is going to make a huge difference, right? What do you think? individually someone could do that, that might surprise us. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think it's still shooting. This was one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league last year. You're going to get open three-point shots with Zion Williamson out there on the court, and these guys need to make them. These aren't guys that are going to come in and space the court right away for Zion Williamson because when you shoot 70 71% at the rim like he does, it's the equivalent of a guy like 46% from deep. So if you're an opposing coach and you just play it by the numbers, right, you double-team Zion and leave an open shooter from three if you have to, and you're playing the numbers game, and it's going to probably work out in your favor more often than not because the Pelicans don't have a ton of guys that are close to shooting above 40% from three. So I think you heard them really name drop a guy like Fred Vincent a good bit. You know, Herb Jones said he had been working with him. Dyson Daniels said more than anything, he's working on his shot right now. And so when you kind of hear those things, they realize shooting is going to be really important with this team. That's one of the reasons why they traded for CJ McCollum at the trade deadline. It's a guy that is a good catch and shoot guy, but also a good off the dribble guy. So he's a threat with the ball in his hands, which is something that they're kind of lacking from this. So I certainly think shooting is going to be a real big part of that. The other thing you've kind of heard in there was a lot of ball handling. Guys trying to tighten up their handle, cut down on turnovers. This team doesn't have a true point guard in a sense. You're going to have CJ McCollum kind of play that role to start the year, but they have a lot of like half ball handlers. CJ's maybe a half ball handler. Zion might be a half ball handler. Brandon Ingram is a half ball handler. Herb Jones might be also a half ball handler. So I think you're seeing this team realize that these guys are going to share the rock around and it's going to be a lot of different people initiating different actions or simply getting the ball and running in transition off a defensive rebound. So they want those handles to be solid. They want the passing to be there too, so that they can make kind of the right read in that 0.5 second offense that Willie Green likes that kind of read and react. And if they can do that successfully, I think they'll feel good with whatever style of play they want, but also certainly shooting it's the nba in 2022 2023 you're going to need to shoot the three and you're going to need to do it well mm-hmm. yeah jake last question before we let you go here um you know talk to me about we haven't really talked about one guy that me and lita love and it's brandon ingram and i think he's the face of the franchise i think he's the leader uh, of this team and um jared had a nice little clip today uh talking about how he's happy he actually looks happy to be here um and he's ready to take that next step. Kind of, what did you think from Brandon today? He seemed to be in a really, really good mood. 
Yeah, he is. He's very happy. Like, that's a good way to put it, right? He just is like, life's good for him. He's a good basketball player. He's, I don't want to say content, but he's also is content. And in the interview I did with Trey Murphy, he really kind of spoke to how much of a leader Brandon Ingram is in a sense that we don't get to see with how he kind of talks to them in practice and kind of builds them up. Because when you see him out there on the court, he seems pretty reserved. He seems pretty quiet. You don't see him, you know, building guys up in huddles. He might be joking around with guys after the game, but you don't kind of see some of that fieriness from him, but he definitely has it inside of him. And, you know, if there's one guy on this team that I'm not worried about, it's, it's Brandon Ingram, right? We, we, know what he's going to average he's going to average very very close to 24 points per game he's going to come between full like five and six assists per he's going to get them somewhere between five and a half and eight rebounds per game and he's going to shoot the ball incredibly well and he should shoot the three ball better than he did last year he's been as consistent as they come his first three years in new orleans 23.8 points per game 23.8 points per game then 22.7 the numbers are incredible with what he's capable of doing and he was an all-star during that time I don't know if those numbers are going to go up, but you're going to see Brandon Ingram be arguably more important for this team than he ever has been before as kind of the linchpin, right? He can go out and get you a bucket and Willie Green said, you know, sometimes it's as simple as just give the ball to Brandon Ingram and let him do his thing. Like, you know, when a coach is like, yeah, that's, that's kind of our plan. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to let him get the ball and go. That's great. But we also know he can facilitate and pass. And he stepped up in that area last year. So he's kind of like the heart and soul, the engine of this team. And everyone kind of works around him, I think. And you're just putting better pieces around him, which is only going to make numbers go up and improve his efficiency, I think, which is something at times he's lacked a little bit here. But that's not really a knock on him. Like, dude's just a solid player. You know, he, he's kind of quiet, so he's not going to get some of those big time highlights you're not going to hear him give really good sound bites or things like that but when you watch him play and when you follow him as closely as we do here in new orleans we truly know how good he is and what he's going to do through you know hopefully 82 games this coming year hey jake one more thing uh well two things the the trey murphy drop you gotta add that to the pie like that's gotta oh be yes <laughs> that has to be a thing um and secondly well, it's it's a two-part question, but Brandon Ingram, I know, you know, he had surgery in the offseason for the pinky. Like, as far as you know, is like everything well with that. And secondly, do you think that the team will be running the offense through him, like going forward as they did in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the injury, right? I don't, you know, no one even talked about it today. It didn't really come up, did it? I don't think. I was there for his interview and I don't think it got mentioned, you know, which just tells you he's fine. This was not a big deal. This was not like, you know, when he had the the blood clot in his shoulder and there were bigger concerns. It's pinky gets fixed. He doesn't play ball for a little bit. But again, if there's one person I'm not concerned about in the slightest, it's Brandon Ingram. He's still going to go and give you really close numbers to what he's done the past three years, which are all-star and most improved level type of numbers he's going to be really good no matter what I th you know I think in terms of what the offense is going to look like that's still a little bit up in the air depending on how they're going to integrate Zion Williamson into it but certainly they're going to have B.I. handle the ball and kind of be that point forward he did it a lot with the Los Angeles Lakers too I think they'll use him there you know they're kind of looking at all of these half ball handlers in my opinion to kind of create one or two ball handlers so that you're just going to kind of do it by committee in a sense so there's going to be times when the offense Offense is running through Brain and Ingram, and everyone's working off ball from him. There's going to be times when it's CJ McCollum running the pick and roll and BI's cutting or spotting up for three. Then there's going to be times when it's point Zion as well, and we've seen the court gravity that he has in the past. They're just going to be able to throw so many different looks 
out of defense. And now with everyone being on the same page, and this is where things like the consistency that they're finally having, the same coaching staff two years in a row for the first time in David Griffin's tenure, for the first time in Brandon Ingram's tenure here in New Orleans, same for Zion too. That goes a long way towards everyone kind of understanding what you need to do and being able to change your play style on the fly. Call out a play and everyone gets into position. There's no thinking about it. We realize they're keen in on Brandon Ingram. Cool, we're going to run the offense through Zion and we're going to get him looks off ball. This is why I think they could be the number one offense in the league. I think that's a very realistic possibility for this team because there's just so much offensive firepower and so much variety. They can play slow. They can play fast, I think, too. And it's going to keep teams really off balance. Damn. I love that. They could be the best offense. Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans. Make sure you're following uh, Nola Jake and also Locked On Network. Jake, thanks for joining the show, brother. Of course. Thanks for having me on, you guys. All right, so let's get into the last segment. We're going to get into fan questions, and we're bringing on, man, Adam. I feel bad for you because Chaz, Cheddar Chaz is waiting in the wings. Let's go. Cheddar Chaz is waiting in the wings. Um, we're going to get into fan questions. Give us all your comments. Um, I do want to point someone out, uh, Cole. We can get Chaz and uh, Chris Connor in here. Uh, I do want to point out this guy, uh, Jarrett Reed, for just doing an unbelievable job for his first media day. Uh, today so Jared, you were incredible i wish uh he was part of the live show but he couldn't be here tonight let's get oh sorry we got some guests on now so um i don't think this guy needs an introduction chris connor uh yeah there he is Dureg slim hey chris what up chaz in the building chaz what's up brother yeah what's good my man what's good right, y'all? let's get into it um we'll start first with chris chris uh, I don't want to hear you say Durag Slim ever again. <laughs> ever again. That's why I love the show, baby. You gotta give love to the original Durag Slim. It's I thought you had a couple of cocktails before. I mean, we, we worked hard today. I think I deserve a cocktail. So, Chris, um, thanks for joining the show. We're about to run spaces after this. But, Chris, uh, let's get into uh, your reaction to Zion Williamson today and just the overall uh, media day. Uh, I mean, look, man, it was, um, you know, we, we had already heard some things seen some some images you know i mean everything pointed in regards to zion it pointed to what we saw today it was just good for everybody to kind of really see it um see the shape that you know he's in the work that he's put in and just his overall optimism continue to carry over uh but media day man this was just you know you there's been so many whether we've been a part of them or whether we've been kind of whether you've been behind the scenes um, it's like there's always some type of drama connected to it. There's always some kind of worry. And it's just like a reflection in offseason to where while other teams are going through all different types of issues from top to bottom, Pelicans kind of brought back the, you know, the same, the same core, the same pieces, and their optimism is more towards building off of what they left off with last year and adding um that adding Zion, in which we, you know, led off talking about and he seems to be just as invested. So, I mean, I saw a lot of people, a lot of smart basketball talk. I haven't heard that many different, that variety from five or six players coming up there going depth and going going into, you know, details about basketball that just aren't, necessi- aren't consistently saved for media day. Those guys seem like they're really interested to figure this out just as much as we are. And they're kind of going in their mind. I heard Larry talk about it. You know, they're going in their mind about lineups and how things will fit and so on and so forth. But it was a refreshing, drama-free media day. And as a Pelican supporter, like, bro, I'll take it, man. 
Well said. Uh, Chaz, get in here because um, we had mentioned – we had a little discussion about Jackson Hayes and uh, the extension of – it could either be Larry Nance or Jackson Hayes, and we talked where does Jackson really fit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, listen, Jackson, and I think Lito kind of uh, alluded to, he's maybe a couple contracts away from being a really good basketball player. But, Chaz, you know, what, what are your thoughts on the Jackson Hayes extension if the Pelicans will offer him or even – I know he's a restricted free agent – if they will even offer him? Um, I think I'm one of the people that feel like the roster doesn't have a lot of tradable assets. As of, like, it's outside of the people you would like to keep as far as your core. You don't want to trade Herb. You don't want to trade uh, uh, Trey. You don't want to trade Jose if, if you can avoid it. So I think Jackson's probably the next – Jackson Larry are the, probably the two next most attractive trade assets. Um, Personally, I'm more of a Jax fan than I am a Larry fan. Um, But I do – I do believe that um, it's hard. It's hard to see Jax getting an extension at this point. I think maybe they'll let him go into restricted free agency, but I, um, I I tend to think that we'll see Jax moved at some point. I I, I believe that. We'll That's fair, Jax Ross. We we talked about Jackson. Let's let's kind of get to something somebody we haven't talked to really at all it's shocking it's on this podcast it's herb jones colt can you please play uh the herb jones clip of uh willie green what he said today yeah herb jones again what's <laughs> <laughs> um i mean we he he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't go home much he's in he's in new orleans every day every morning um, to the to the point where Griff and those guys are telling him like Herb, you gotta you gotta you know have some balance. But Ross, mm. <laughs> as a fan, right? I mean, we all love Herb, but you can't. <laughs> guy puts in his work. I mean, he loves basketball. Yeah, and look, the this this year is going to be interesting for him because I think it it's going to highlight what he does really well, which is play defense. <laughs> right with other good players around him and i think what we saw last year right was a a more pol- like a more gifted offensive player than any of us thought shot looked a little better made free throws out in transition he's dangerous Dunk- a handful of you know big exciting plays last year i think he of everybody and i asked Jake this question earlier i think he of everybody on the roster has a chance to make a bigger impact than everybody thinks because he's the guy that they're going to leave open. Lito. I mean, what the fuck can I say about her? <laughs> he's the fucking best. That's what you like, can say. He's the fucking, fuck? he's the greatest basketball said. He's the greatest basketball player I've ever seen in my I, life. It's, it's, he's talk, the best player of all time. We are talking <laughs> about this. We're talking about the guy that have the second highest defensive ranking as a rookie ever, ever, ever in NBA ever. history. What the fuck can I say about her? I, I, I expect the guy guards the best play, the best offensive player on the other side. Like I, I expect the world of Herb Jones. Well, this is th- that's even the best part about this with the offense that he's going to be around. I'm not saying that he's going to, but he can almost take a break sometimes on the offensive end and come back down and guard his ass off and just be that much more effective on the defensive end. What well, a thing! The thing is, he he's so smart. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> the thing is, he's so smart that like he doesn't. He's gonna score so many easy points. He's one of the off. best slot cutters in the league. He's the yeah. he, he's the backdoor 
NBA cut king. Like he mm-hmm. is going to take that Princeton cut and he's going to score mm-hmm. so many you like that. So many. Lita, <laughs> 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 are you fucking kidding me, Chris Cotter? Really? Seriously? I mean, it's unbelievable how you treat Lita and how you treat me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's unbelievable. He's, he's just going to score so many easy points, you know what I'm saying, just because of who is on the floor. Yeah. I, I, I expect and I, and and like Ross said, like he's gonna get left open. He's gonna score easy points. He's he's gonna make threes. He lives in the gym. I I just love his mentality. I fucking love her. Oh, yeah. What I meant by take a playoff and still get an easy bucket is what I mean. Yeah. Like not just like you know lollygag around. Yeah. Make that Chris, clear. um, we we'll go Chris and uh, Jazz. You know. Yeah. Herb Jones was, I want to say disrespected. I mean, he deserves to be on an All NBA defensive team. That's how good he is. Do you expect to see him this year on an all NBA defensive list or team? Sure, sure. Because you know, I mean, we know a lot of these a lot of these votes come down to um the national media being able to familiarize themselves with you, which that comes down to exposure and personality and so on and so forth. I think the year that the Pelicans had last year, if they live up to expectations, even if they're in the middle in the pack of a defensive team, but his impact stays anywhere close to where it was as an elite defender, then, yeah, I mean, I think that that's something that you're looking forward to. But, I mean, look, man, the fun thing about Herb um, is that he – you guys talked about it, He finds his way. He, he doesn't get in the way of anyone else. And, you know, it's funny because last year, early on when he was when he was really showing what he could do more offensively, people were comparing him to Kawhi Leonard in, in the spaces. And, and, and outside of spaces, I've heard it too. You've heard a bunch of different comparisons from Andre Gudala, Andre Kirilenko, so on and so forth. But, you know, if, you know, we're talking about a dude that goes about his business and plays and just simply plays the game, we you know, regardless of his age, we don't know what his ceiling is. And if, if it, it sounds like if it's up to him, it's going to be higher than what some people really, you know, expect because he puts in the work regularly to where he doesn't have to say it. He don't have to show it. I haven't seen a whole bunch of videos of her, but then people inside that building, they'll tell you. Um, uh, and I mean, that, that gives you the old, the utmost confidence in him, it, whether it's an all defensive NBA team or not, you know? Cole, can you play the Larry Nance clip of uh, Herb Jones, please? Every time I was at the gym, he was either just leaving or just coming back for his second workout. Um, the dude is a gym rat, um, and uh, I, I tried to get him to go home. He needed to go take a vacation. I offered to pay for it. Get, like, you know, my thing was, hey, look, at start a training camp, you're going to feel great. In October and November, you're going to feel great. It's not what I need from you. I need you to feel great in March. I need you to feel great in June, you know. Um, but, you know, dude doesn't have an off switch. He's a coach's kid, so um, – Chaz, uh, first off, I know it's your favorite player, Larry Nance. Um, so anyways, I know you're a big uh, Larry Nance guy. So, uh, you know, Herb Jones throughout the day today was talked about how he is the hardest worker in the building. Um, give me your thoughts on Herb and what you expect to see from him this year. Well, what I don't expect to see is him taking Larry Nance's advice. I will not take um, a a lifelong role player's advice when I have potential star talent. And the thing I like the most about Herb's um, tenacity and uh, his dedication to his craft, he, God, I hope he don't take Larry Nance advice. Just go home. Be like me. Nah. nah, So um, what I'll say is uh, scoring all those points for. 
Um, I, I feel like the team has a lot of young guys who um, they don't necessarily have the bandwidth to develop. So it's great to see Herb taking the initiative and taking his career in his own hands. Because you got a young guy like Dyson. You have Kyra, who we're not necessarily sure what the future holds for. Um, you guys still have Jax. You still got Zion that you have to develop. You still got Trey. So with a guy like Herb, who's mature enough and um, independent enough, to go and take his career into his own hands and he has that will to be great because there's a lot of players who didn't necessarily they might not necessarily have the raw talent but they have the will to be great and i think you see that with her yeah i mean listen i agree and um it's good to see everybody in here let's we got about five or ten more minutes left and once again present to you by uh draft kings draft kings the official sponsor uh sports book of boot crew media in the nfl Bet $5 on any team, new users. Bet $5, use code BOOT, you win 200 free bets. Lito, let's wrap it up here. I mean, are the Pelicans legitimately today a championship contender? A championship contender. I'm going to get Ross's thoughts. I'm going to go down the line. Are they a championship contender? Like you asking me a current roster construction dude right now today answer the question September twenty sixth I hate this question answer I, I mean I guess today anybody's a championship contender so hey. yes. don't do that don't do that don't yeah. do that so yeah that. pop out yeah do that. a championship contender <laughs> that's crazy uh, <laughs> no you're talking about for this season or yeah like you're saying, for this year no I don't think I, I don't I mean it, it's it's a tough it's a tough question because you don't know. What could happen? My answer is is no. Okay, Stephen. Yes. Thank you. Yes, I'm in. Why not? What the Why fuck not do us? we have to lose? Why Who not? Cares? Us? I agree. We're, we're gonna win it all. <laughs> we're gonna win it all, Chris. I mean, but no, but no. But oh, sorry. No, Go no. Ahead. But realistically, I, 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 I'm not saying again. It is possible. We can go on a bit of a run. Injuries can happen. Weird trades can happen, such as the Rudy Gobert trade. That was the worst trade in the history of the world. Chaz did a great uh, vlog on that. Fucked up the whole uh, offseason. I mean, it's uh, terrible. So, listen, okay. No. I'm just They're saying. not a championship contender today. No. What do they need to I be a champion? I think you're, this is a dangerous game you're playing. I really do. I, I, I genuinely think this is a dangerous game. A dangerous game. game. That's what why I didn't want to answer this question. I didn't want to answer this question. the repercussions of answering this question? No, I, what, I, I don't. I don't I, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. I, like, it's fine to think. It's uh, what I said earlier. Like, it's fine to think that we're going to have a really good season. I, I, think you're, okay. you're, I think you are grossly overestimating or, or grossly underestimating how ridiculously optimistic the average fan is. That is, and I no, think if we start five I, I and five, not. we're gonna have a different. We're gonna have a different conversation if we start five and five, what? and people are fucking pissed Ross, off. Ross, it's, it's, gonna gonna be ridiculous. it's gonna be ridiculous. If we start five and five, that's a fucking win because first off, it's a gauntlet. Second off, we haven't started five hundred in the first ten games in a really long time. And you're saying that we're gonna win the? We have a really good chance to win the title this year. Yeah, I'm gonna be fucking on Pointer Street, probably yeah. half naked. I in a speedo. speedo. Like what? <laughs> he wants to show off his thighs. I don't I, know. I, I, playoff run, but I, I like. I have concern about the level of optimism no. for what this team's going to accomplish Buddy, this look, year. I understand the normal fan. I have gone off on our fans in the past. We're not the brightest, but I understand that. But I don't give a shit. I've stopped <laughs> listening to the average fan. And when I'm an average fan, yes, you are. Yes, I am. Do we listen to you? <laughs> no, you shouldn't. But that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I don't care what the average fan and the, the dummies out there have to say. If you really look at this team, it's it's hard to say that it's not. Other than the the question marks on the bench, but if Dyson comes through and plays well, 
if, if some of these guys, Trey I mean, if, if Trey Murphy steps his game up this year, Jose's only going to help out defensively. That's not going to get any worse. So what's going to happen? His offense is going to get a little better. The, everything just points up. I don't understand why saying top four and a contender is crazy to say. Okay, Chris Connor, get in here, and then we'll go to Chaz. Just, Justin, just keep your clothes on. That's, that's yeah, I will. Please. Trust me, you don't want to see this Please. fucking wall in this body. I don't know that. Yeah. Um, well, brotherhood. What, what, what um, happened to that's that? crazy. And the brothers. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll I'll say this. I I think they have a better chance of winning the Western Conference than they do being a, a championship contender. What is your definition of contender? First, uh, maybe we haven't. Also, what's the like, winning the Western Conference? Like you get like past you get you get past the first round, and mm-hmm. you you're in the second round, and people believe that you have a chance to win the championship. I mean, like I mean, that's like to me. Um, you're a high seed. Mm-hmm. You're two, three. You won. You won a bunch of games against elite competition. Like, nah, nah, this team might have a chance to, to actually win it all. They're beyond that. Um, I think they have championship contending talent, but in regards to a team, we got to see how that meshes. But I think between the two, because of the youth, because of I still think that like history tells me that you got to bump your head a, at least another time or two mm-hmm. to get over the final hope and win a championship or be in that, be in that group. But I think that. Could they come out if they find a way to figure it out in the regular season? I I give them a better chance of winning the Western Conference than I do of them um, being one of those final teams, even making it to the conference finals. And that that I'm high on the team. I think they're winning 50 plus games. Chaz, I mean, you're the most optimistic Pels fan uh, out there. What do you uh, What do you think? Yeah, go ahead. Go I told I totally agree, with Ross. I think you're setting these people up for failure. I think these you're awesome. going to see a lot a lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> distraught people this season, but that's all good. Uh, I got this. I'm gonna be pouring it out for people all season. If things go <laughs> things go wrong, I'm just I'm pouring it out, baby. But that being said, I, toast up, guys. Um, I got the I got the team at 45 wins. I think if healthy, um, and Zion, if Zion takes the the step into being a top 10 player, and you see Bi take that step into being top. Mm-hmm. 15 top 18 i certainly think it's possible um aside from that i think you would need a lot of injury luck a la milwaukee um but you know you look at what happened with the phoenix suns you know they went from having a high streak in the bubble and you know brought that into the regular season and all they did was add one of the greatest point goals of all time time. so why 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 not us we're adding zion we're adding zion Lito, go ahead yeah I, look, I I understand everybody's optimism, and that's great. Like I I feel y'all. I, I I'm I'm optimistic. This is as excited as I've ever been. But I'm not about to sit up here a lot of y'all and tell y'all we about to win the championship. So I didn't say win a championship. I said are I they a think, contender? I don't think we are. A contender. Are they a Final Four? You, final. Okay. We you think we're better than the Golden State Warriors, who are bringing back a healthy James Wiseman, a Kaminga who got better. Uh, James, I, I'm just, Wise, I'm just, James Wiseman done. Bro, I'm just Lito, I'm I'm talking about the team up. as a whole. Lito, I, I'm telling you right now, the playoffs and we've seen it are completely different than the regular season. You don't want to see this fucking team in a seven game series. I can guarantee you that. Am I saying are they gonna win over the war? Are they a better team than the worst? I don't know yet. But to say that they're not a contender with this roster, hey, right you now, don't know if we're a better team yet than the NBA champions. No, we're not. Stop. Okay, wait, hold on. You up, just Lito. said that though. You right. did, did just say, say that. that. That came out of your mouth. Like, can we play the regular season to say contender though? I feel like they're a contender. We we got to wrap up in a couple minutes. I, I think they can possibly be a contender. Are they going to win the championship? I mean, I don't know. 
What does contender mean to you then? Final four, final eight, elite eight, final four. They they can make it to a Western that's Conference semifinals playoff. Think, that's, they okay, can make that's it to a, a Western wait, wait, Conference stop. semifinal. That's a totally different question. Yeah. That's being a contender. I think we can. Make, we I think we can win a first round series. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's totally different from. You don't think we get to, I think there's okay. a lot of teams that win a first round series that I think have no chance. If we got match up with the Clippers in a seven game series, Ugh, no. I don't know why. Yes. Tell me why. Hold up. Hold up. You're just saying no. Tell me why. A healthy Kawhi Leonard. A healthy. I got a Herb Jones for Kawhi Leonard. Wait, it's a seven-game series. Hold up. What are we come talking on. about here? I'm talking about you just compared a, 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 one of like the very best players in the league when healthy, a guy that when has, healthy, yes, a guy that literally healthy. like care, like basically carried a team to an NBA title already. All kind of playoff performance. Like, years you just ago. compared Herb Jones. We all love to that guy. I we said I have a Herb have, Jones to stop Kawhi Leonard. The answer to your question is, I think we can absolutely, my expectations for this year are that we win a first round series. Uh, like, yeah. I think that's a very realistic, I want to win the division and I want to win a first round series. <laughs> Anything <laughs> after that Lanyap. is, is a, just a total success of a season. Why are you laughing, Lito? Are, are we crazy? Yes. No, you're, you're <laughs> crazy. <laughs> So I, I, was laughing, I was laughing at that, first of all, but like, <laughs> yes, yes. I Again, I understand the optimism, but I'm not about to, I, yo, like, it's so right. many teams in the West, bro. It is so many teams in the There's West. 14 exactly, I think. Yes, right? there it's are. so many the team good teams checked. in the West. <laughs> wait, wait. You're really going to sit here and disagree? Can you get those shoes in the shot? You're going to disagree with a guy that's wearing these? <laughs> You're really gonna just you don't trust this guy's Some basketball opinion? Right yeah. You don't trust his basketball Look, opinion? Comfort Crocodile. is good. Look good, feel good, play good. Okay. That that's that's my motto. We gotta wrap it up. Uh first off, I just want to thanks to everybody that actually came in the stream, man. Y'all are awesome. Thanks for liking, commenting, subscribing. All the comments are incredible. Uh Lito, Ross, Steven, incredible job all around. Schmidt Dua, Jarrett Reed, uh Cole and Lala in the back end. Y'all have been absolutely incredible. Uh, spaces is happening right now on Twitter, so make sure that you go check out Chris Connor and Spaces. I know we all love that. Chaz is heading out once again. Presented to you by Company Burger, Company Burger located at 4600 Ferret Street in New Orleans. Once again, you can follow us at Propels Talk on Twitter and Instagram at Propels Talk. Ross, did you want to say something? No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> it looked like it. All right, Stephen, get us out of here. Kisses. Thanks, guys. <laughs>